This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the non-profit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm J.G. Hertzler, and I played Kolos on Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, and right now I'm on Warp 5. Welcome, Boomers, to this final episode of Warp 5 to be hosted by my wonderful co-host Patrick and myself. How are you doing, my good friend Patrick? I'm doing all right. Uh, a little sad to see this go, but, uh, you know, uh, we've said it before, we're looking into doing other things, and uh, so, uh, unfortunately, there has to be an end, right? There does have to be an end, absolutely. I see you got a nice new uniform, though, that actually has your name patch on it now. It says Devlin right in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I mean, you're still an ensign, though, after like 10 years. I don't understand what that's about. Yeah, I'm never moving up. No, excellent. We got some weird-looking people on the bridge here. I don't know, they might be watching us from the holodeck or something like that from the future. This might be some weird thing, but we got a couple of other uh, uh, people that you may have seen on other episodes of other Star Trek franchises um, who seem to be enjoying and watching our final episode rehashed for you. May or so may hold not on, wait, we're going to ruin this just like Enterprise did? What are you talking about ruined? I don't know what you're we're talking We're going to give the bad story? Well, the fans can determine whether or not this final <laughs> episode is canon once we're done. Well, except the- they were actually here for real once. Yes, but... They weren't just other franchises. They could have been the chef that's been feeding us the whole time, This, you know, here on the show. I mean, we got to eat while we podcast, and, you know, they've been here. So, uh, joining us in this special holodeck adventure, we've got some previous co-hosts of Warp 5. Brandy Jacola, how are you doing? I am fine, Brandon. It's nice to see you both. How are you both doing? Good. We're looking really good for it being, you know... Another six years since the last time we podcasted. Right. I haven't shaved in that time, see? You look exactly the same to me. It's just (laughs) like no time has passed at all. Right. Yes. Also joining us is Chef himself, Mr. Atos, Jeffrey Harlan. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, um, it's uh, good to be back. I uh, haven't been on a podcast in a while. Yeah, we were talking before, Mike, and we actually think that the last time you did a podcast was the last time you were on Warp 5 when we talked about Star Trek Beyond in 2017 for its first year anniversary. Yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> Excellent, right on. Well, I've got a wonderful speech prepared for the end of the episode, but you guys aren't going to hear it because we're just going to end the program. <laughs> 
Well, you got to start it. Oh, okay. I'll start the speech. Yeah, that's what I'll do. You get about three lines in, and we just hit end. We just hit end yeah. program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yes, actually. So, yes, this is going to be Patrick and mine. Uh, I don't know. How did you say that? Patrick and mine? Mine and Patrick's last episode? Patrick and my. Patrick and yeah, mine? Patrick and that mine. sounds funny. You know, I, I, I know. there's one word that I always had trouble with, and to me, I always say it wrong, and I always thought it was passerbyers. No, nope, passers passers by. By. Yeah, passerbyer. Passers and people laughed at me in high school when I said passerbyer. Well, that's not okay. I don't know. It's. I grew up and I got over it. So, anywho. Well, tonight we're just going to have kind of a general roundtable discussion. And we're just going to kind of talk about our history with the podcast. We're going to talk about Enterprise a little bit and uh, our fandom with Enterprise. And, you know, how did our podcasting experience perhaps change that fandom um so it's just going to be like just a little bit of a round table uh just for something fun to finish us off here uh, you know we got uh, we got to finish basically every project that we had except for one so hopefully that whoever the next host is are going to take up that one episode of uh carrie's last season um and for so she was our first time star trek enterprise watcher and we we finished our movie night series. We finished our retrospective. Uh, we got a ton of interviews in, um, and now it's time for us to move on. Because I mean, I've been on for, I guess this is episode two hundred two right now. So I've been on for a hundred and thirty episodes about, and there was only ninety seven episodes of Enterprise. I think it was ninety eight episodes of Enterprise, and so we kind of. I've kind of exhausted what I need to talk about for Enterprise. It's it's just hard to come up with ideas and topics. Like I don't understand how our standard orbit show is going and approaching 300 episodes, right? When considering there's only 80 episodes of the original Star Trek and then a few movies, right? And you know, Earl Grey is approaching 300 as well. So you know, it's it's just tough to come up with ideas, and so we got to get the young people in. You know what what is what did Scotty say? Young minds, fresh ideas. Or no, Kirk said it to Scotty. So, someone said something to someone once that was profound. Yes, it was profound. Yes, and then if his grandmother had wheels, he'd be awakened. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, let's uh, let's start with you here. So, where was your Enterprise fandom when you joined Warp Five? I'd been watching since the very first episode uh, aired. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I didn't have uh, TV at the time, so I was. uh, acquiring the episodes from the internet um and uh, i i watched them uh um on my computer in my dorm room in college mm-hmm. and uh it, it I, i've been avidly watching from the beginning and it's something i've always just been a huge fan of everything star trek mm-hmm. um for is in my view all the different shows are just like different chapters in a big book mm-hmm. excellent now how would you say that participating in the Enterprise podcast changed your fandom for Enterprise? Um, I kind of looked at it a little more critically than I had in the past. Um, I uh, before I just kind of you know watched and I I did stuff for my for my website for uh, for Trekopedia and and I did uh, you know you know like. I never really analyzed the things like I did when I was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandy, how did your Enterprise fandom change by being a part of Warp 5? 
well, I was a fan of the show beforehand, but until it became easily available on streaming services, I still hadn't seen all of the episodes. And if you've listened to past episodes where I was a host, you know that it got preempted in our area all the time by sporting events or wrestling. And so I missed almost all of season three and four. In fact, I did tune in for an episode of season three and I had no idea what's going on. Like, wait, what is this? I I don't understand what happened. Mm -hmm. And so when I started doing the podcast for the most part, not, not for the most part, definitely Absolutely, it increased my love of the series a hundredfold mm-hmm. and gave me an even deeper and abiding respect for it that I just didn't have at the time that it was originally airing. I liked the show, but when something is difficult to find, it's, you know, it's difficult to form that lasting love for it. So I was very grateful to Netflix for putting them on. And I just, before I even had any idea I was ever going to be on this show, I had started an Enterprise rewatch and thought, wow, this really does actually hold up very well. So mm-hmm. it just made me love it all that much more. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Patrick, how about you? Yeah, it was always your favorite series, but what changed when you were a podcaster talking about it? Well, for one, I, I got to watch it more often. Although you guys kept making me watch the episode I hate the most over and over again, <laughs> constantly. But no, um, what, what really changed? I just I appreciated different things a lot more than I did in previous watches through the show. Because you're right, it was always my favorite. Because season three had had great ties to things that had happened in life that I was that was very personal to me, um, and very close to me. But uh, I was able to be more critical of certain things and. I understood the reasons for other things more because of that more critical eye, I would say. It's still my favorite show. Uh, I probably love it more now than I did before I started podcasting, um, much like Brandy. But I did get to watch it in first runs, luckily, because my DVR would pick it up mm-hmm. whenever it was on. Uh, I was finally watching Neuropressure without my grandmother. That was a plus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, I mean, not too much change because it was already my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Of the Star Trek, you know, shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it wasn't really Warp 5 that changed my love of Enterprise. Uh, it was a little bit before that. It was about a year before uh, I came on to Enterprise. When I started watching it for the Trek FM rewatch, the From There to Here rewatch that we did in 2016, um, that's when I got really heavily involved with Trek FM, and I watched all the episodes pretty quickly, and I was really surprised because... Prior to that, Enterprise was definitely my least favorite Star Trek. And, you know, as I've said on the show, while it's not my favorite anymore, it's definitely gone up, in my opinions, quite a bit. And if I were to pick a, just randomly pick a series to watch, you know, um, it's probably like right in the middle. I'd say it's probably my third favorite series, right? Because nothing can take D Space Nine off the top and then... TOS is what got me into the show, so it's always going to be my second favorite um, after D Space Nine. And I would say probably Enterprise is my third. I mean, I really, really, truly love it. And I learned that it, it probably came at the wrong time. And I, I mean, people have said this over and over, like to be coming hot on the heels of Voyager, uh, you know, to be finishing up after, to be starting, sorry, after 14 solid years 
of Star Trek on TV was probably the wrong time for it to come. Um, but I would say that my appreciation for the series definitely continued to grow as we talked about it because we did start to look at it critically and it had been more than just entertainment while we were talking about it. Focusing on episodes, doing deep dives, participating in the retrospective, learning how these episodes kind of fit into the grand tapestry of the show really helped enrich the experience for me being able to talk about it a lot and that's one of the things that I've really found enjoyable about being a podcaster in general is you know all these deep dives that I'm doing you know in these type of rewatch formats like my Hitchcock podcast that I do we're going through all of Hitchcock's films in chronological order and we're seeing how he changed as a director and what things kind of stayed the same and we're analyzing them one at a time and taking our time to to enjoy his experiences and that was the nice thing about doing our retrospective and honestly I'd say that's probably um, been the second favorite part of the podcast for me has been doing the retrospective because it took our time we would focus on a chunk of episodes how do they tie in with each other and and then how do they tie into the grand scheme of things so I, I was you know Patrick and I said I think it was in our last episode um, that the movie retrospective was probably my favorite part because it was just so much fun but uh, the retrospective definitely for the episodes really gave me a, an appreciation for the whole tapestry of the whole show. Um, Brandy, what do you think was your favorite part of podcasting on Enterprise itself? Oh, gosh. That is is always hard for me to pick favorite anything because there are so many things that I enjoy. Um, I, I really enjoyed the retrospectives, of course, but I also liked when we just took one episode and did a really deep dive into it mm -hmm. and um, detention comes to mind, of course, um, and just really dissect every little bit of it and our feelings toward it and maybe come away with some different uh, thoughts about it than we had when we started. So I really liked getting into those nitty gritty things. I also really loved the tangential guests like, um, and I, I am so sorry that I cannot remember her name, but, uh, the woman who was a water polo player, that oh, was, Joelle Bacazzi. thank you. Yes. That was one of my favorite guests because it was just, it was so, yes, it was tangential, but I learned so much about water polo and mm. I just, it's just, it enriched my life because now I know something about water polo and I know, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I've learned new things from various guests. It's really, those are my favorite things. Yeah. That was a really fun episode. I'm really glad that we did that. It was kind of, it was something that I wanted to do and it just kind of get, get, get pushed back burner, back, back burner, back burner. And they're like, oh, let's just do it. So we reached out to the Canadian water polo team and I'm sure it's weird to be like, hi, I'm a Star Trek podcaster. Can we talk about your sport? And I had to explain to them why, right? I, I laid it out in the email that, you know, the captain of our show loves water polo. So we just wanted to talk about water polo. And, and yeah, I think that was a lot of fun that episode. So we learned quite a lot about how, what did we call it? I think it was like double hardcore, I think. Something. Oh, yeah. yes. She's double hardcore. Absolutely. Double water hardcore. polo, double hardcore. Totally. Awesome. Jeff, what was your favorite experience uh, podcasting? What was your favorite part of the podcasting process? Um, oh, man, it's it's kind of hard to pick, but uh, one episode that I really enjoyed doing was uh, the one where we imagined the crossover with Doctor Who that mm. they had talked about doing. 
mm-hmm. and uh, um, we kind of plotted the whole thing out, and it, it was a lot of fun because I got to do a, a little bit of a deep dive on my Doctor Who fandom on top of my uh, Star Trek fandom, mm-hmm. and just kind of tied everything together, and uh, even gave him a new uh, twist on who is future guy, and and it. Uh, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I remember that episode. I listened to it. It was before I started, and I don't know much about Doctor Who. I hadn't seen any Doctor Who at the time, but if I remember, you had a couple guys from the Earl Grey show at the time. There was Philip was on, mm-hmm. and was it Darren? Um... Think so. Yeah, I think it was Darren yeah. was on there too. So, um, but yeah, I know that you guys were all big Doctor Who fans. So this was a really big, uh, a big episode for you guys. Um, Brandy, you're a big Doctor Who fan, are you not? I love Doctor Who. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. I have watched a lot of the original series as much as I could get my hands on, but it became difficult as copyrights started coming into effect and. <laughs> Websites having to take those episodes down. So yeah, mm-hmm. I what was Future Guy the Master? Please tell me it was. <laughs> um, actually, I I think uh, what we were doing was that uh, we we threw in Omega. <gasps> oh snap! Nice, <laughs> like it. I like it. I don't know what they're talking about. Me either. It's okay. I'm not even going to go into the Tomb of <laughs> yeah. Rassilon. I, yeah. I even oh. have the Doctor Who like book that came out last Christmas, and I haven't read it, and I've never watched an episode. But... Yeah. yeah, it's uh, Omega is like a, a severely deep dive in Doctor Who. Nice. Yeah, or as they say it over there, Omega. Omega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Different pronunciation on the other side of the pond. Yep. Is it like Orions? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. That is going to be in my head forever. Thanks. <laughs> you have ruined Orion's forever. No, I'm kidding. You haven't ruined it. Haven't well, that's from the TAS it. episode, The Pirates of I know, Orion. I, I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about that until now. <laughs> I, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's an odd one. I've so in my in me to me. For the animated episode, Orions are different from Orions. I don't know, because they're just, they don't look the same. They're not green or anything. So I just go sure. with they're a different alien race completely. Let's so. go with that, because oh, when, when I was a kid, I thought they said Oreos. Oreos. The pirates <laughs> That's what Oreos. I was thinking when he said it, though. <laughs> oh, the Oreos? Oh, they're so cream-filled like, and good. Yeah, I was like four, so I was just like, did they say Oreos? Mm-hmm. Are there Oreos in the future? <laughs> I hope so. They're yummy. Mm. <laughs> See, now this is, I was going to say, twist the head and lick him, right? <laughs> and then that made me think of the Creepshow episode that I just watched, right? <laughs> the doll yes! Head, so. Yes! <laughs> oh, creepy! <laughs> so, if you haven't checked out Creepshow yet, check it out. It's on Shutter. It's really good. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. It's excellent stuff. <laughs> excellent. Uh, Patrick. What's your favorite um, aspect of podcasting? Normally, I'm actually easy to pick a favorite, but I, I have a bit of a problem. I don't know what my favorite thing would be here, because I do like the retrospects a lot, because they did change my perspective on a lot of episodes. I did like the deep dives, except I kept doing them on Fraggle Rock. And, um, <laughs> and the commentary. <laughs> I, we, we did that like eight times. We even did a comparison between that and the... Uh, a next gen episode that was similar to it. Oh man! Did yeah, it was you and I, Brandy. You'd learn to love the episode, didn't you? No. <laughs> Just in case Jeff isn't catching the reference, it's extinction. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jeff. Um, I think I think the thing I liked the most was 
just um, I don't know. I, I guess it would just be coming on every week and actually just talking about something that we all liked. Mm-hmm. And having friends to talk about that with on a regular basis, and then the listeners, you know, on on uh, Babel, you know, giving their opinions and, and stuff, I think was was actually probably my favorite part of all this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't matter what kind of episode we were doing because even um, our writers' room episodes, I really enjoyed. Oh right? yes, so, and Randy so and I did a couple really good ones. So fun you know, when you took some time off, Randon. So. Mm-hmm. I, we did like Borg ones and other ones. We did all. Uh, we did one about Makos and I, I. I don't know. I couldn't really pick. I think, like I said, just getting on here, and that's the thing I'm going to miss the most. Not what we're talking about, but just that we were talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, is going to. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, yeah. I, I was just going to say um, there. Uh, there's also a reference to your favorite episode in the uh, Romulan War novels. The uh, the Romulans actually weaponized it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I won't be reading that. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely should read the books. I mean, like, that is an expansion of the canon, and they were really well done. I'm illiterate. I wish there were more books. Why are there so many of the other series, and yet Enterprise has so few? I want more uh, Enterprise books. It, they're really going with the with TNG stuff right now, I think, and uh, and original series stuff. Like, D Space Nine, we're getting, like, maybe one every year or two. And I've loved how the D Space Nine books have gone. The Voyager novels, we're patiently waiting. And Kirsten Beyer, take your time, because we know you're busy and we know you'll do it right. Um, but we're patiently waiting for Kirsten Beyer's last novel to come out, which it should be out in the next few months is what I've been told and what we're finding out. Um, but, you know, all of these post-finale novels have really gone in a wonderful, wonderful direction. And and the Enterprise were no different. It was kind of... I guess we'll just do in a little bit of a tangent for Patrick here. So the later ones I didn't like as much as the first few. Like, the ones that kind of filled the Romulan War were really good. Post that, for me, they were a little too scattered... And they kind of went all over the place. Like you, you, the crews weren't together. Like this is some spoilers for the books, but it's not too much of a spoiler. Oh, well, now I don't have to read them. Some people would have different commands. Like they'd have, have their own commands. Like if I remember correctly, like um, Reed had his own command on one ship, and there was a very interesting plot point um, uh, that tied into something with Reed. That was I don't want to spoil it, right? But um, something that happened due to all their away missions, etc., on Enterprise and whatnot, which was really cool. And they did some great stuff. But, again, having all the crew split up and just having these... They would have one chapter with one character and then one chapter with another. And the stories would take place over a really long period of time and lots of time was being skipped in between chapters. And, and they were, like, really painting broad strokes. And I just would have appreciated more time with each of the characters on those stories, I think. But don't let that take away from your enjoyment because it's still great that we have it. And I really like what they did. So it's really nice to have them. So um, now we've also got something interesting right now uh, in that we've got references to enterprise in new star Trek, which is really quite amazing, you know, because I was one of the people who, you know, kind of crapped on enterprise. Like I watched it, and then I bought the DVDs and watched them again, and like that was it for ten years, you know. And I never went back to it because I'm like, ah, it's nothing. It's a nothing show. It's boring. But a lot of people, I think, still feel that way. While they're, while Enterprise is gaining a good following because of streaming services, I think there's still a lot of people that have a very negative impression of Enterprise. And here we are now. We're getting 
canonical references to events that have happened in Enterprise throughout new Star Trek. We've had a few references in Discovery, and I'm sure that we're going to get references in Picard when it comes out, right? So possibly the Section 31 show uh, when that comes out. we got Animated Trek coming. Um, but, I mean, like, the biggest one that I can think of um, is... In Star Trek Discovery, there was two major references to Enterprise. Um, at the end of Season 1, Admiral Cornwall mentioned that uh, we hadn't been to Kornos in a hundred years or something like that, which was, was a reference... The, it was uh, the last uh, human to set foot on Kronos was Jonathan Archer. Yeah, so they actually did, did the name drop in it. Um, yeah. They talked about that, and that would have been Broken Bow, uh, the, which is the first episode of Enterprise. And then also we had references to the uh, Defiant, which we saw in in A Mirror Darkly, uh, the two-part episode that takes place in the Mirror Universe, because in Season 1 of Discovery, they go into the Mirror Universe, which is pretty spectacular. So, um, Jeff, let's start with you. How how do you feel about seeing all these references to Enterprise going forward? Oh, I love it. Um, I uh, like I said, I see Star Trek as like one big story. So having uh, other references to other shows, it, it just ties everything together. Um, you know, I I liked uh, seeing it in Beyond. I like seeing it in Discovery. I'm looking forward to seeing it in uh, other shows as well. Yeah, we had it in Beyond as well. That's right. It slipped my mind. But yeah, we had references to the Zindi War. Right. So even though this is a alternate timeline with the Kelvin timeline. You know, it was joined at one point, and we had this captain who was uh, uh, Mako in the Zindi War. Well, if you think about it, if you think about the timeline splitting on the day that Kirk is born, of course, all of that stuff still happened. So, I mean, if you think about it, it was the prime universe until this one event, and then it became its own split off from the prime universe, then all of that history would still be intact. Mm -hmm. If you think of it that way. I'm not saying it's that way, but if you think of it that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Patrick, what do you think about all this expanded references to Enterprise? Oh, I love it. I loved when um, even like Saru asked about the top captains and Archer's name is there. Mm -hmm. Is another reference to Enterprise. Um, anything that keeps Star Trek all together, like, like Jeff said, it's just a big book and it, they just keep adding chapters, you know. By the time we're done with all of it, it's kind of like going to Barnes and Noble and you buy that like nice, pretty hardcovered book and it's like the complete works of William Shakespeare. Well, Star Trek is the complete works of, you know, Gene Roddenberry or whatever, however you want to put it. But that's how I see it too, that it all should follow. I mean, I'm not. Some people go crazy where if it doesn't match perfectly, they flip out. But, you know, the idea is that the overall ideas should fit together properly. And um, and you do that by making reference to other versions of the show and other parts of the timeline. Mm -hmm. If they release that, they should call it the never-ending sacrifice of the Federation. What do you think, Jeff? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> what that's a Deep Space Nine deep dive. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that or, uh, you know, the never-ending story. The never-ending story. <laughs> yeah, we got one of those already, though. Well, the never-ending sacrifice... Well, okay, so the never-ending sacrifice was that Cardassian book where it's like it's the seven generations of the family and it's just... Bashir's like, it's the, the same, same story, story over, over, over. <laughs> and over. So... <laughs> and then there, there's also the novel Never-Ending Sacrifice, too. Yes, with uh, Rugal? Rugal, yes. Awesome. Uh, Brandy, how are how are you feeling about this, seeing all these references and having them pop up? 
Oh, I squeed my head off every time it happened. I'm like, yeah! Yes, legitimize this show because it's still so much treated like the outcasts. And it's so much better than people give it credit for, but they're just not even willing to take the chance and actually critically watch it and understand where it fits in the whole oeuvre of Star Trek. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to more references and seeing where they're going and where they're going to go in the future. And then uh, before I leave it open to general thoughts here, I just wanted to ask this kind of broad question, and I don't even know how to answer this, um, but where does Enterprise fit in fandom now? Right? That's kind of a broad question, but I think it's a really interesting question. Where does this fit in fandom now? So, I'll just jump in. I think in fandom, uh, it basically fits where you have it for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think it has put itself into that middle of the pack for most people. Um, because, yeah, there are still some people who don't want to watch it and don't care about it and whatever. But I feel like most people now think it's a good show, not their favorite show, not the worst show. And then some people have TOS, Deep Space Nine. Some people have TNG or, uh, you know... Voyager, maybe not likely, but Voyager, uh, TNG, oh. Deep Space Nine. Um, I wouldn't say many people have Voyager as their number one, though. Would I you? know Would at least else? three people. I'm surprised. <laughs> um, almost everyone I know hates that show. I don't. I like Voyager a lot, actually. Me too. However, it would go far down on my list because I just like them all. So I guess someone has to go down. But I would say that for a lot of people, this this show is just kind of taking up the middle of the pack for them. It's good. It's not great. It's not bad. It's good. It's all right. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's yeah. gotten a lot more acceptance over the years than it had initially. I mean, I remember when it first came out and everybody was like, you know, complaining about the design of the ship, you know, calling it the Akira Prize and, um, you know, all the all the all the complaints uh, you know, left and right nonstop as the show was gone on the air. I mean, it was a lot like the stuff that we hear about the new shows coming out now. And just over time, people have kind of calmed down and started to accept it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Those people that called it the Akira Prize, did they have some plastic thing inside of their pockets? <laughs> I don't know. I never actually met them in person. It was uh, the early days of the internet. A pocket protector? <laughs> yeah, pocket protector. I will have you know, I have never had a pocket protector in my pocket. I own one. <laughs> did you ever I really call do. it the Akira Prize? My my yes. union actually, when we get our A cards, sends us like a nice cool medallion and a pocket protector with with, with the um, formula for uh, Ohm's law on it. Nice, and I still have it. Mm-hmm. Ohm's law is that the Luoxana's uh, butler? His law, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Mister Ohm, <laughs> it'd be Mister Law. Mr. Law. <laughs> Ohm would be his first name. No, it, oh, Mr. Home. I call him Mr. Home. Right? So it's his law. So it, it, I, I picture this as like a little booklet of how to take care of Luoxana's luggage. What time does she eat? Right? Where, where are all the bells, the chimes for eating? It's a good thing you're cute, Brandon. <laughs> Mr. Home's pocket protector law. So, so I do. Point being is, I do own a pocket protector. Yes, there's, it's a, it's one of those things that was stigmatized by popular culture, and it just is kind of dumb because pocket protectors work. <laughs> so. 
Well, and here's the thing. There's at least 13,000 people in New York City who are electricians who own one. They can all lie and say they don't, but I know they got it mailed to them. Yeah. It's not specifically a nerd thing, but anyway. I don't know. I was I was given a lot of things when I was in television sales, like you know, you know, pa- pens and paper clips and things like this, and not paper clips. I don't know where that came. You were given paper clips. I was going to advertise, can you put on a paper clip? <laughs> I stole the paper clips. Um, fair. Different, fair. like mouse pads and you know, coffee mugs and things like this, and a lot of them I never used. So, I mean, I'm sure that most people don't actually use those pocket protectors. Like, all, all the swag that, like, people give out, like, half of it I never use. Like, I've got my coffee mug here. Like, this one here my wife gave me as a gift, because it's a, and I use it because it says Canada, but it's a big mug. So every mug that somebody gives me I never use, because I always had this one big mug, right? And so that was the one that I always used, because I knew how to make my coffee in that one mug. <laughs> right? I knew how much cream to put in, how much sweetener to put in, and I made it every day. So uh, people are creatures of habits, right? You know, so I would do that. And then my daughter broke the cup one day. She pulled it off the counter, and I'm like, no! I was just grateful she didn't burn herself because it was full of coffee. So they bought me a replacement mug that was the same size. Um, and then my wife actually bought me this one, which is a fraction smaller, but I use it because it says Canada. So, so all these other mugs I still have, I just never use because I just use this one mug. So, well, ironically, I actually did use my pocket protector, but not for what it's meant for. So I never actually put What'd it. You use it for because well, the reason why we get them as electricians is we actually keep pens and pencils to mark pipe and lay out and do all kinds of stuff, right? So the idea is that's why they give it to us. However. I take all my safety certificates and stuff that thing in there, so when I show up to a job, I can just hand them the whole booklet. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it, so it's basically a folder, a really tiny folder. But I'm so sick of carrying. I have a card for four-hour scaffold, four-hour full protection, confined space, th- OSHA 30, OSHA 10, SST, sexual harassment. I didn't commit it. I got a course in it <laughs> just in case that was the next word because i saw brandy's eyes light up that is not true there is many deleted things from our podcast after the mics have been turned off that have left me crying at night patrick <laughs> that might be true but it wasn't sexual maybe not to you <laughs> so point being is we had to do this 32 minute sexual harassment course on how to treat people um I have track. I have, I have like eight other certifications that have to go with me to every job. So you said you I got oceans, tired of. You said you had Oceans 8 and 10. Did you have Oceans 11? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Sadly not. <laughs> Did you? I'm still waiting. Do you want to have more lists? Do you want to tell us all your qualifications? I mean. You, no, I, that's as many as I can will hire you. Maybe no, they won't. You. I'm already laid off. With all of that, I'm still laid off right now. <laughs> By the time this airs, I might be back to work, but. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, now I have about? a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the direction here. I got a specific question for Jeffrey Harlan. So, Mr. Ataz, what is your favorite Easter egg or reference in Enterprise? Is there something really cool that you love that you think not enough people know about? Because you got this encyclopedic knowledge. Well, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Phlox having tribbles. He he used them as food for uh, his uh, menagerie. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yes, so we had tribbles on Enterprise. That's pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, I oh man, there were so many little subtle references to in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, a lot of them just went over people's heads because they were so subtle. But mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, um, like the 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 planet where um, they had the episode with the Hoshi where she was uh, in the the transporter malfunction. And mm-hmm. she like was vanishing, you know, vanishing point was the name of the episode. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, the name of the planet was the same planet from the final episode of the original series where Kirk oh. and Janice Lesser switched mo- bodies. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. it's little, very subtle things like that. And, you know, a lot of the time they just kind of go right, you know, you, know, you, you hear it and it goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Little things like that that I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patrick and I just recently did our retrospective for the final chunk of Enterprise episodes, and I mentioned there, I think my favorite one is uh, when we find out that Mirror Trip suffered from uh, Delta radiation. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite one, I think, because it's just such a subtle nod to Christopher Pike, right, and what happens to him, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So, um, Okay, excellent. I guess so final thoughts on on where we are right now with fandom and where we're going to go. Um, anything else on enterprise that we need to address? Cause like Patrick and I, like, I, I don't know that I have much more to add because again, I've got 130 some episodes here and, and uh, you know, we wanted to do a little special. We tried to get as many of the hosts, the previous hosts as we could, to, you know, with schedules and so many people, it was hard to make it work. Uh, but I am glad that we had the two of you guys on uh, to help celebrate and acknowledge the 202 episodes that we've done for the show, which is a pretty, Phenomenal achieve, achievement to to use a word that Patrick likes to use very often. Phenomenal. That I was like phenomenal. phenomenal. Unless, of course, we're talking about Fraggle Rock. You oh, love come it. On. You were, weren't you the one that came up with the sassy teenage girl thing? Did, no, you said that. Did, uh, the, I did not say that. Yes, you did. did I don't know. It was I a while ago now. It was not me that said she looks like a sassy teenage girl. I That was not me. <laughs> Now I gotta go back and listen. <laughs> if it was me, I will be shocked. <laughs> it was still a terrible episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jeff, anything anything else you want to add here? Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time as a as a host, and uh, you know, I I kind of miss it sometimes. But uh, unfortunately, my schedule being what it is, I just can't do it very much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. If you had to pick an episode off the shelf right now, top of your head, that you wanted to watch in Enterprise, which one would it be? Hmm. I typically go with uh, one of the arcs from uh, season three or season four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go either with, uh, um, depending on how much time I have, I have uh, the Vulcan arc, um, the uh, the Augment arc, or um, the uh, um, the Terra Prime arc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Brandy. If you uh, had to pick an episode right now to watch, which one would you watch? Similitude. Mm, nice. I always feel like a good Excellent. cry, and it's I just such a beautiful a episode. I just yeah. I love that so much. Either that or the Andorian incident. So. Yes, you love your Shran. <laughs> I do love my Shran. Yes. Um. And he's in. Uh, sh- he's in Creep Show. Oh yes, he is. Yes. Yes. I've seen that yeah, episode. I- yeah, he plays a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Oh. She has the scenery yet, perfectly. So. <laughs> no, it's it's, fan- it's fantastic. It's just everything that you would that Americans would think Nazis were like in that time period. Absolutely. 
just fabulous. He's fabulous. I love Jeffrey Combs. So, Patrick, if you're grabbing an episode off the shelf right now, what are you grabbing? Somewhere in season three. Um, I'm not sure where. It depends on how I feel at that exact moment. If I want it early season Extinction. three or late season three, no. Um, not even close. Uh, <laughs> I've watched that enough for this podcast to last me the rest of my life. I don't ever have to see that episode again. But then uh, when you put on Regine, you'll be so confused as to why everybody is all weird. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, they got so. sick. I think if I'm grabbing an episode right now, I think I want to watch Detained today. So, nice. Oh, that's a really like, good episode too. Excellent. Yeah, I think Detained is really good. So, and I think it's a, I think it's a very appropriate episode, and is definitely one of the Enterprise episodes that I think more than just stands the test of time. It's one of those ones that I think is more important now than it was in 2002 when it would have aired. Agree. So, and I like those episodes to start. Like, it's sad that those are necessary. I mean, like, we've got past tense from D Space Nine that's, like, more relevant than it was, you know? I mean, it's it's bonkers where history has taken us, and mm-hmm. it's bonkers that these kind of topics are still so important. But that's that's Star Trek. That's what Star Trek is, and that's what all Star Trek is. There's relevance. There's, you know, time-tested storylines. There's stuff that can be applied kind of whenever. And, you know, Star Trek is always going to be around. Star Trek is always going to be relevant. And I think it's important. And it's important to talk about these episodes. And and, uh, it's important to continue the legacy. And I'm glad I was able to contribute with you guys. uh, Because, yes, I was hosts with all of you guys at one point. And I'm glad I was able to contribute to... Star Trek's legacy a little bit of with some deep dive discussion and some important interviews and some important uh, analysis and I think Warp 5 has been an important show to have on the network and I I look forward to listening uh, when the next hosts take over and it's been a lot of fun and thank you so much Brandy for not saying end program in the middle of my speech never would (laughs) would not do that to you excellent so well Brandy where can people find you when you're not reminiscing about your time as a podcaster on Warp 5? Oh, you can't find me anywhere. I just, I don't do stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> um, if you really wanted to, you could find me on Twitter at Brandywine12. It's Brandy with an I, 12 is a number. Uh, I lurk in the Babel Conference. Uh, not as much as I would like to because, again, time is an issue and uh you can you can hear and or see me on live from the edge we're currently covering the short treks that are coming out so the next one will be in uh, november and uh we are still we're we're covering those on the day that they drop because they're short so you can still find us on the trek fm channel on youtube there and I also have a podcast with my husband of now 22 years, Dave, called The Inside. No, it's not The Inside Outcast. That's the old podcast. Good Lord. It's early for me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> just just don't even edit that out. Just leave that all in. I am on board with leaving that in. It's called The Dark Corner Podcast, which you can find at darkcornerpodcast.com. And uh, we, we recently um, did a... Well, I and uh, Haley 
and from Standard Orbit and Zach from To The Journey and Amy from Earl Grey did a panel at FanX Fall and we were talking about diversity in Star Trek and we ended up in a different kind of discussion when we were supposed to be talking about Discovery. So I asked Dave, can we just take all of my hard prepared notes that I didn't get to use and do that on our show? And so we did that. So mm -hmm. if you have any interest in hearing about the massive diversity in Discovery, you can find that on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Right on. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. And you know no, what no, I got to say, though? Fun. There's something that I was really disappointed with. And, you know, you had a tweet uh, or a Facebook post, and I tweeted it to gain some traction. And it gained some traction. And it turned out to not be true. But you had an image of the Preserver Obelisk from the Paradise Syndrome and the something from uh, one of the Discovery episodes where we went to Saru's mm -hmm. planet, which I can't remember the title of right now. And you're like, look at this. This is the same thing, but the one in discovery is upside down this can't be a coincidence and i'm like oh this is this is the answer to life and it turned out to have nothing relevant yeah from uh, what i've been uh, uh told from uh people who know people um <laughs> apparently the uh um the people who were doing the um the special effects work for that episode were huge fans and threw that in as an easter egg Ah, that's nice. That was a wonderful Easter egg. So. Nice reference. That's why I like following Jeff. Jeff, where can people follow you for all these wonderful little Star Trek tidbits? Because you're always looking for this kind of stuff, which is great. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Harlander, um, Instagram Harlander seventy seven. Um, I have my Star Trek sites, Trekopedia dot com. Uh, I've been updating the heck out of that lately, um, and it's. Uh, I, I'm actually working on a timeline right now for real world production uh timeline mm -hmm. but i've got like a whole host of timelines for all the different uh, parallel universes and everything um so um and then i've also got uh, a new blog that i just started up uh converted my old blog and uh, kind of renamed it uh it's called uh, geekunifiedtheory.com mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh i'm uh, just getting that one started um in the middle of a uh a, a a series I'm talking about uh, the history of Star Trek role-playing games. And I've got mm -hmm. the, uh, going company by company throughout history. I started with the, the old FASA role-playing game from the 80s. And then I did the uh, last Unicorn games from the late 90s. And I'm uh, working on the next one, talking about uh, the Decipher, and then the current role-playing game from Modiphius. Excellent. Yeah, you love uh, you love that deep dive, and you definitely put a lot of time and and energy into your websites. They're pretty darn cool. So, guys, check them out. Trekopedia dot com dot com. Um, you you implement like where things take place. Like you got the books involved in there and everything, mm -hmm. the novels, and you 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 come up with ways to you know squint and it fits right here, kind of thing, right? So yeah, and whenever I have to uh, kind of like hand wave something on an entry, I have footnotes saying this is what I did and why, mm -hmm. um, or like you know this has like three different times where you have a conflicting thing, and I picked this one because it's from an episode, and these are from books, and the episode takes precedence. Right, right, right. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so very much for joining us. I truly appreciate it. 
reminiscing about our podcast is not all we've been doing here on the network this week, so please take a listen to this clip and see what else you may have missed elsewhere from Trek FM. Previously on Trek.FM, Earl Grey. Okay, that's excellent. And it'll be interesting to see how we interpreted the topic because I know I may have interpreted it uh, maybe a little differently than others did. We'll see. Is this another time travel thing? No, I was, I was going to say no time travel for me as long as Jellico doesn't come into this. Sure. Okay, that's, so we'll make okay. that deal then. Awesome. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Literary treks. And, you know, the, the stakes are, are really big. You know, we'll, we'll get there, but, you know, this Borg ship threatens Earth and all this kind of stuff. And it just feels like it, it's it's a lot of really comic booky, over-the-top stuff that doesn't quite fit right with the novel that came before it and the novel that came after it, if that makes sense. <laughs> Primitive Culture. A look at history and culture through Star Trek. And Next Gen Arriving was was this sort of, wow, wow, this is, looks incredible. I know when we look at sort of first season Next Gen now, what we're going is, wow, this is really slow and stagey. But in fact, it was, it was incredible. It was absolutely um, game-changing. The Edge, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. Only because I was watching little bits of Emissary recently is that he would see himself wearing that awful purple swimsuit and think, oh, God, I can't wear that. <laughs> oh, my every, gosh. Every time I see it, I'm like, whoa, I'm really glad I'm not wearing 24th century clothing. <laughs> if you wanted me to murder an entire society, fine. <laughs> but I'm not wearing that bathing suit. Too revealing. Oh. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> that's funny. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out all these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcast. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button. And program. Restart program. <laughs> hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And Skip please- forward 30 seconds. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, in most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. Objective mode. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in a larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up. If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Warp 5. That will come right to us, and we'll still get it for a little while anyways. We'll still get your emails and be able to read them, uh, even though this is it. You can also find the network on Twitter at TrekFM and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrekFM. Patrick? Brandon? It's been a lot of fun. It has been. I'm really glad that I got you on the show. And, you know, when I when I did it, the first thing that I said when Floyd left was, I'm not sure if I want to go on without Floyd, but let me think on it. And I did. And when I decided, the first thing I said is, I want Patrick. Well, I'm I'm very uh, appreciative of that. You, you got me um, a chance to podcast regularly, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I got to do it with you. We did it with uh, Brandy for a little while, but we continued on after she had to leave for her reasons. And uh, 
But uh, and I'm glad we did. I, I'm a little sad we're ending, but you know, mm-hmm. the show must go on. Yes, the show must go on. Um, but yeah, no, honestly though, it's been really great to get to know you. It's been great to be able to do this, and it's been great to be able to talk about this. And it's going to be weird, like you know, we behind the scenes we haven't done a warp five in over a month so we did a huge chunk of episodes uh in august there to just get us to here and then we were going to end with 200 and then you know um if you listen to 200 patrick wasn't there so we did we we had recorded an intro and an outro for 200 with patrick but then i'm like no this is this does not feel right to just have this brief intro and outro saying goodbye to with patrick there it it didn't feel right so we came up with the idea to do the two more we had the we had the space balls running joke and we decided to do the movie night for space balls and then we decided to do this i wanted to come up with something a little special we did try and get all the previous hosts but you know just due to schedules we couldn't have them but uh you know which is which is okay but we wanted to try and have something special there um but so you and I are still talking back and forth, which is great because I'm not the best when it comes to, you know, keeping in contact with people on social media because I'm not very good at messages. Like when you and me and Brandy first started Warp 5 and we had our group chat, you guys are sitting there messaging back and forth about wrestling and this and stuff. And I piped in and I'm like, guys, just so you know, I'm seeing all the messages. I just don't chat a lot in Messenger. <laughs> I'm not good at that. So don't think I'm like upset or anything. Just know, like keep talking in here because it's nice to be in touch. But I just may not comment very often. And I, do, I don't really comment that often. But you and I will message each other a couple times a day and stuff in Messenger now. Yeah, no, it's good because, um, like you said, you're not the best at quote-unquote small talk, I guess. Um, yeah. Which, which you've said, but... But I, I feel like between this and what what we do, Messenger, we talk about other shows and stuff and how we enjoy them. Uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've 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 it didn't just gain a co-host. I gained a friend through this process, mm-hmm. and I do consider you a friend, which is why when you decided to leave, I decided I'd rather just hang it up too at this point. And mm-hmm. uh, so, but but I, I you know so it's more than just the podcast came out of doing this podcast which is nice Mm -hmm. it's a friendship and i'm hoping that uh you know i'm hoping that we can get together in person sometime you know i mean you're in new york and i'm in saskatchewan and you know i I mean neither of us have got boatloads of money right right we've got families (laughs) right we got we got kids we got wives we got commitments in life and stuff and it's it's pretty far to go there i mean it, yeah, I, I don't know. I was in New York uh, for the Albany convention just over a year ago, but I didn't go anywhere near where you are. No, and unfortunately, right? I, I couldn't in... make it up. I thought I was going to be able to make it up there, and I wasn't able to. Yeah, I landed in Connecticut, and Ken Tripp from Santa Robert picked me up, and I stayed at his place, and then he dropped me off at that same airport in Connecticut to come right. home. You know, and we didn't go through uh, New York City or anything like that, so... You know, which is which is too bad because I was so close yet so far away, right? Right, right. Yeah, you were uh, you were a couple hours north of me, but it could have been you know you could have been back in Saskatchewan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, we we have we've we continue to talk offline. We continue to talk about other things. I introduce you to Mine Hunter. Yeah, great show. Uh, you you're the one who told me that Creep Show was back, so I started watching that too. Yeah, another great yeah, show. You started watching Creep Show because of me. Um, did you, uh, did you start season two of Mindhunter yet? No, I have not. I'm going to start that, mm-hmm. uh, either today or tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really, really awesome. Um, and then now we're we're not going to lose contact because now you've got a show over on the United Federation of Podcasts with uh, Chris Trebuzio, the yep. Disney show. Yep. And we're probably going to be doing some Mandalorian podcasting together. Oh, I'm sure. When that comes out, that comes out starting on the 12th of Right, uh, which I November. think has passed once this is released. But again, we're recording this in October. Right, right, okay. So, so yeah, so we may already have a few episodes of Mandalorian <laughs> Out Do you know a, if they're doing weekly or are they doing a big drop? I believe they're doing weekly. Okay. Um, I haven't read that for sure, but everything points to weekly. Yeah, I'm hoping that they do that as well. I like that. It prevents spoilers. We were talking before we hit record this morning uh, with with Brandy. She's watching Creep Show as well, and she likes that it's uh, it's weekly rather than dropping them all at once. Yeah. Even though Creep Show is only going to be six episodes, it's still nice to be able to just enjoy it. Yeah, and they dropped the first two, then they dropped one, and I like, it seems like that's a big thing in streaming now, too. The first one gets two, and then one, 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 one. Uh, Twilight Zone did that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't mind so much getting the, the two up, up front, but I don't want all six. Well, actually, Creepshow, we, we came into it late, and Shutter had dropped one a week. They didn't do two the first week. Oh, it was one a week. Oh, I was yeah, under the yeah. impression that they dropped the first two together like Twilight Zone did. But, uh, well, they have the the forty five minute episode, which is two twenty five minute, well, two twenty two minute episodes in it. Right, right. All six, right. So, it's really good if you like horror movies, guys, and stuff, and eighties horror. Then you'll definitely love this show. It's uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, so. it definitely has that creep show feel. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Patrick. Where can people find you when you're not reminiscing with your old pal Brandon? Well, people can find me on Twitter at Magic Drop Five. That's uh, a single word. The five is a digit. They can also find me on Twitch streaming uh, Diablo 3 usually I'm playing or uh, maybe Age of Empires 2 Definitive when that comes out uh, with just some music in the background and uh, I interact with anyone who comes onto my stream and, and types in and talks. Uh, in fact, mostly it's Chris Tribuzio I'm talking with because he's usually <laughs> the one watching. But uh, So there's those uh, two options. You can also find me over on the edge. With uh, my good friend Amy Nelson on this network here. And on the UFP network, you can find me with uh, Chris Buzio as well, who I'm chatting with. And that is Mickey's Marvels. Uh, just make sure to put the apostrophe S in for Mickey's when you're looking for it on iTunes. Or uh, it has a hard time finding it. There's just so many Disney podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that one, we talk. Uh, we do deep dives on Disney movies. And uh, that comes out every other week. It's all movies. Live action, older, newer. Um Deep cuts with people maybe not really have paid attention to. Uh, live action, like I said, uh, animated. And we'll be going to be doing some of the stuff that comes on the uh, Disney Plus network when that comes out. So, um, And I pop in the Babel Conference when I can. Uh, my time just freed up a little bit, so I should be on there a little bit more than I have been recently. But um, So that's that. Uh, did you mention The Edge? Yeah, with Amy. You did? Okay, yeah, sorry. I tuned yeah. you out. I know you do. Yeah. That's why we're such good friends. Who are you? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Man, if you're going to run this program to get a, a bit of history, you should probably pay attention to it. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, Brandon, where can people find you when you're not jumping in and out of different people's bodies to get uh, to get uh, information from a hollow program? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Matella, and you can find me here on the network with a line, which is our Star Trek Picard podcast, uh, which we now have an official date of January 23rd. We're very excited that that's coming out. 
Um, and we also have a show called the, uh, sorry, called Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast, which I mentioned. Uh, it's over on the Fandom Podcast Network as well as in its own independent feed. Uh, over there, my friends Chris and Tom and I, we talk about Hitchcock movies one at a time in chronological order. Uh, you can find me as well on the United Federation of Podcast Network with my friend Zach Moore. Uh, we have a show called Fanchise Fatigue, where we go over movies and sequels and remakes. And I believe we've just started to release our episodes on the Man With No Name series, which is the uh, the Western trilogy with Clint Eastwood, uh, Fistful of Dollars and whatnot. But we also are doing... So because of the remakes and whatnot, it's a lot of fun. So we the first two that we did were two Japanese samurai films called Yojimbo and Sanjuro because A Fistful of Dollars is a remake of Yojimbo. And then, so then we had A Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And then we're also going to do the Bruce Willis film Last Man Standing because that's kind of a remake of A Fistful of Dollars, or A Fistful of Dollars and Yojimbo. That's kind of same storyline. So that's going to be our most diverse series of films that we've covered so far which is which is pretty cool so i'm looking forward to how that show is going to go and then actually in january we're going to start releasing we're going to do the three creep show movies creep show one two and three and creep show three is just atrocious it's absolutely awful uh, but... <laughs> spoiler alert they're going to say it's fatigued at that point <laughs> oh yes but creep show one and two are very very good so um excellent right on well that's all i've got for you now guys thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed our run uh, i know we've got some loyal fans uh and we thank you for all your interaction uh with people i mean mike on twitter uh william on twitter you know guys w- we love you we love the interaction brandon coles over on facebook you know brandon was on an episode as well when we talked about um um the magnificent seven uh episode yep uh, marauders you know, so it was great to have him on. And, you know, Enterprise has some loyal fans, and we did it for you guys because we love the fans, and we do like interacting with you guys. Um, so thank you so much for following along with us and listening to the show, and, and we do truly appreciate it. So if you'd like to help us keep all our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash checkfm. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trek FM to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more. Available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. And at this time, we'd like to thank our associate producers, they are Norman C. Lau, Floyd Dorsey, Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Oser, Mark Flessa, Chris Tribuzio, Jim McMahon. Thank you for your continued support of the network, and in particular, Warp 5, and for making me, up until the end of this episode, the most associate producer person on the network. Yes, you are, because you have the two shows. Yep. Excellent, with the edge. Who are those associate producers? I just gave the names. Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Wow, you're terrible! Excellent. Program, rewind. <laughs> Program, rewind. Let me hear that. I don't remember. Norman C. Lau, Floyd Dorsey, Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Oser, Mark Flessa, Chris Shibuzio, Jim McMahon. Thank Excellent. you once again for supporting the network, and in particular, Warp 5, and for making me the number one most associated producer person on the network. Yes. Uh, yes, excellent. Those, those people deserve a second mention in this episode anyway, so... You had a worst. 
<laughs> little behind the scenes for you guys. When it, when Brandon's answers didn't make sense to my questions, now you know why. <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you can't be afraid of the wind. 